just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. What's happening guys? It's time for another episode of the Next Level Guy Show podcast with your favourite shooter, Ian Dawson Mackay. Next Level Guy is the go-to men's interview, interest and improvement website where I quiz the experts to find out the hacks, tips, methods and protocols that you can use too to implement in your own life to take it to the next level and live happier, healthier, wealthier, sexier and so much more. Today's guest is BJJ competitor, coach and YouTube sensation Alec Carfinio Balding. And that's balding like the hair, not bald wind like the actor. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt under Romeo, and I'm going to probably butcher this, Calavcante, and he holds many victories over the top competitors, and he's won multiple competitions, including the 2018 ADCC East Coats Trials, which means he's an awesome jiu-jitsu competitor. In this interview, we talk about his story, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu's life-changing ability, preparing for competitions, his mindset, how he trains, how to keep evolving your BJJ game, and so much more, and how to do it with all with a big smile on your face. I'm a massive fan of Alec, and you will be too after this interview. So let's get to it. I hope you enjoy. Uh, so say if, we're, um, if I met you and we're between floors in a lift, and I asked who you were, you know, why you're well-known, what would you say? I mean, I... Uh... <laughs> I think, you know, I'm, I think I would just say, you know, my name's Alec. I'm a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. I've been training for 15 years. Um, and, I, you know, I've just always been attracted to martial arts just from watching, like, Dragon Ball Z and watching, like, you know, old karate movies and kung fu movies. And uh, I think that that kind of sparked my interest in martial arts even before it became more mainstream like it is now. Um, and, uh, just, you know, with my training, I've been able to travel. I teach currently I'm in, uh, Sweden, Gothenburg, Sweden. I teach at Valhalla Jiu-Jitsu along with, uh, John Thomas, another awesome black belt. And, uh, you know, my goal is to promote Jiu-Jitsu as far as I can, you know, through my social media, my Instagram, my Facebook, my YouTube, and, uh, you know, just keep putting just positive energy out there because so many people have helped me throughout my, my journey and still help me. So, uh, you know, whatever I can do to help others to promote jiu-jitsu and show that it's, you know, it's a healthy activity, it's safe, and it's a great way to develop yourself. Oh, awesome. I mean, well, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for about a year now, and I absolutely love it. But what I struggle with is that there's a counter to the counter to the counter that you've just learned. You know, that it's so deep and it's so involved. But how did you initially get into martial arts? You know, was there, an, you know, was it just that you liked the Bruce Lee stuff? Or, you know, was there an event that made you start it? I... Uh... I think I, I, I always liked sports. I played, you know, growing up in America, we play like football, American football, play baseball and basketball. So I was always pretty active. Um, I, I just don't think I really like team sports. Um, so I think just martial arts is very like individual. It's uh, it, I just I saw that it was a great way to develop yourself, myself and develop discipline. Which you can't really get nowadays in too many 
too many just uh, activities or just, you know, your normal day life. Like most people don't have to discipline themselves. Uh, but in martial arts, you know, you're eating healthy, you're training, you're working out, you know, you're you got to sit there and learn a technique and apply the technique. Um, so I, I remember I was in high school and I had a friend that was, he did Taekwondo and I, I was really interested in it. You know, I never, I never did any martial arts. I had done other sports before. Uh, so I, I kept, you know, asking him questions and bugging him. So eventually he told me to try it out one day. Uh, so I, tra I, tra I trained Taekwondo before I did Jiu-Jitsu. Um, but I remember doing research in like online back in the like early 2000s and there will always be like uh, videos about jiu-jitsu versus karate, jiu-jitsu versus taekwondo, jiu-jitsu versus just everything. So I kind of had an uh, idea that I wanted to try jiu-jitsu. I just didn't have the resources to, you know, go and train um, when I was in high school. But luckily, I, you know, um, I just happened to grow up in a great area for jiu-jitsu. We had a, the Alliance headquarters very close by. And uh, that that really that really got me into just training. Um, I, I always wanted to do jiu-jitsu, even when I was training taekwondo. But I, I just got lucky in in that I had you know awesome instructors uh, near me that I could train with, um, which wasn't the case in too many places at that time period. So was this something that you you think that you kind of just fell into and became a career, or you know what would you like to have done as a you know, what was your favorite job as a sort of a kid? What would you have liked to have gone into if you hadn't become a martial artist? Um, I don't know. Uh, before I did martial arts, I I had taken a break from athletics, so I was just in school studying. I went to a school with like a technology focus, um, so I was really into that. I was kind of a nerd. Uh, still am a little bit, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I. Uh, I, I even when I started training training jujitsu, I never thought that I would be doing it as a career because um, I didn't know anybody really outside of like you know world champion instructors that were really doing it, and uh, these guys were all Brazilian too. So I never I never thought that it was an option or that I would have the ability to do this. Um, so I'm not sure. You know, maybe I would have been like a scientist at not NASA or something or math teacher or something. Um, but I. I just I just stuck with my training and um I think if you get to a high enough level it's just like oh I, I can actually do this. Yeah, I mean that's why I love your videos, you know, it's they're so fun but you explain it in such a detailed way but such an understandable way and I've learned so much from your videos and it's you look at the the stuff people struggle with as well, you know, like I like the some of the ones of how to deal with a particular hook without being swept or why you're always giving up the butt, you know, losing the back when you're trying to take it. All the things that a lot of other guys don't really cover as much. You know, they kind of do the more like cool side of jiu-jitsu where you you cover all the the like where people are actually struggling. And you know, it's like you're in my head going, "What's he even struggling with today? Let's put a video out." And it fixes so many problems I've had. But has there been like a small change that you've made? you know, recently or when you started that's really helped you with a massive improvement, you know, like in your performance or, you know, have you gone to the gym and has it helped like building your strength or is it finding a particular style of game for you? You know, what's worked best for you? 
I, I think just experimentation. Um, I feel like I've tried a lot of different things and training methods and I've done everything from like training three times a day to like weight training to like weird diets. I remember I did like the Atkins diet, Atkins diet back when it was popular. It was like the very low carb. Um, I think just a lot of experimentation um, over the years with diet and exercise and sleep and training. Um, but I, I think the most important thing for me now is just, you know, just having that experience to rely on and uh, just have, being more confident because it's it's amazing what you, you know, you, just not you, but like, including you, like everyone, everyone is uh, capable of so, so much. And um, a lot of it, you know, we just doubt ourselves so much and uh, we kind of hinder ourselves a lot in our performance uh, on the mat. So I think uh, for me, just, you know, just feeling comfortable in my skills and, and my abilities and just kind of letting myself just, uh, you know, just enjoy the sport, enjoy the match or whatever I'm doing. Um, it, it's kind of hard to put in words. It's just like so many people overthink they're thinking about like eight different things and it's just like dude you know what to do just kind of relax and just kind of just just uh re just rely on your training um so i know for me like i make sure i prepare beforehand i do a lot of preparation for whatever positions i know i'm going to run up against and then it's just like when i when it's time for the match or in training just i don't really put too much pressure on myself um i used to a long time ago but it just it just had the opposite effect. Like I just couldn't I couldn't perform. Um, so I think that's what a lot of people do that I I do I stopped doing recently or yeah recently I stopped doing. So how did you manage that? Because that's something I really struggle with. You know, like I'm I'm still at the stage where if I'm rolling with somebody and I could maybe win, say three out of four matches. Um, the one match that I get tapped in will be the one that I worry about and I look at and I, you know maybe I, my head goes down and I I'm, look at is it a bad night. I don't know how I'm struggling with that aspect of jiu-jitsu. How do we stop comparing ourselves to others? How do we st turn off the look at, you know, trying to juggle 50 different things and actually just enjoy it and be in the moment? Yeah, how did you learn to do that? I, I don't think it was easy. You know, I went through a lot of, <laughs> just a lot of trials and errors. Um, I don't know. I think you just kind of, you know, in jujitsu, they always say, hey, you got to let go of your ego. But I think for me, I just kind of, I, I didn't, I don't care about looking like a fool. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. I did a tournament and uh, here in Sweden and I was fighting a kid named Tommy Langerker. I'm sure you know him. Mm -hmm. You know him? Uh, so I was fighting him, and man, I, I was doing okay, and then I, I think I was winning too, and I got caught in a triangle, and my all my students were there, and then I got caught and had to tap out, and then um, like I just remember I wasn't really upset. I was just like happy, like I was able to do like certain moves that I've been practicing, and I was just I was just happy that I was able to do my moves, and of course got caught, but uh, like I didn't have any malice or anger or anything, um. I think, I think just not not worrying so much about like how you look or how you think your instructor is gonna 
think about you if you tap out or if you lose or how other people perceive you. I think you just need to look at yourself like um, think of yourself like when you trained and your your progress up until now. Um, and don't worry, like I don't really worry as much about other people or their games. You just like look and see if you you've been progressing, you know. I think uh, that helps a lot. Yeah, I mean, we had this conversation, me and a friend of mine, and, you know, I was saying, oh, I didn't think I was really good tonight. And then I, st- I stopped and went, but, yeah, but my cardio's really come up. My flexibility, you know, like, because I'm six foot three, I used to be a power lifter, so I was, I'm a big boy, and I've lost a heap yeah. of weight, but I can now get, like, you know, rolling t- legs over the head and touch the floor without um, suffocating. <laughs> you know, I can do a lot. And it's, those are the sort of things I think we forget that, yeah. When you get to blue belt, it's um, above your your progress is always going to be small, but you're going to be improving. But because we spend so much time rolling and training and learning the advanced stuff, your progression isn't going to be as big as a white belt, where you're really learning the you know the fundamentals and the concepts. So you're not going to advance as much, but you're going to get a little bit better each time. And I think it's difficult to be easy on ourselves because in today's society you know we have like social media and things like that so we're used to judging ourselves against other people's videos other people's like tweets and likes and all that kind of stuff but you know that thing about we're judging ourselves against other people's highlights you know you're putting your whole life against somebody's manipulated photo that they've tinkered with that they've taken 50 times and got the best light and you know we're thinking that's them where we know in reality it's not so how do you go like do you have such a thing as a a normal week you know because you know you're putting out amazing content you're going off and training you're competing you know you you seem to have an amazing life but do you have such a thing as a normal life you know is it just you go train go home eat sleep like you know (laughs) Do you- yeah, I mean, I, I go through phases where it's like, uh, have like a pretty set schedule, um, which I like. I think that's when you, you need like that kind of time to make progress. You know, if you're traveling a lot, you like, you, you're not going to be able to train the way you need to uh, progress. But um, I have a normal schedule, like, you know, have classes I have to cover and teach and I have try to work out a few times a week and um there's things I like to do as well. Um, you know, hang out with my friends, try to make some time for to hang out with my friends. Um, but uh, I just, everything's in pre- preparation for like, you know, whatever tournament or whatever trips coming up. So uh, I just try to make sure I'm ready. Um, so I'm actually going to America now. So I kind of did like my heart training uh, the last few weeks. So oh, my screen's going off. I did my heart training for the last few weeks. So I know when I go, to America I don't I can kind of not train as hard but uh I should be okay um but yeah I mean there's always going to be something normal going on and uh I think for me like I don't know if you, you follow my Instagram or anything oh yeah yeah I've, I've subscribed to that to your Vimeo to your YouTube you name it I'm a bit of a stalker at the moment uh but I like I just film like my normal training sometimes and sometimes that's like it's not always exciting, but there's always little moments throughout the day or the week that are kind of like stand out. And if I'm lucky to get on, get it on film, that's kind of cool too. Um, 
And I think, you know, a lot of people, they want to see like an athlete's uh, training, like normal schedule, normal training. So I'm trying to include a little bit of that some more. So what's your take then, you know, of like the recent surgence of jiu-jitsu being cool? You know, you've seen all these like celebrities and things like that. You know, what, what, what do you think of that kind of stuff? Is it getting to the point where, you know, does it dilute the sport and make it the cool thing to do rather than being the sport that you enjoyed when you see the likes of Jonah Hill and the guys from Saved by the Bell and all that kind of doing it? You know, do you think it's a good thing or... Does it kind of take it away, in your opinion? I think it's a good thing. I think it's just making jiu-jitsu more mainstream and more eyeballs on the, the sport and the, the art form. Um, I just remember when I started, I was kind of like, you know, a little ashamed or I was a little embarrassed to like tell people I did jiu-jitsu because they would always be like, oh, that's karate or, oh, it's, you know, it's gay or something. And like people, they just didn't understand it. It was, it was like very niche. Um, it was a very niche like activity. So only the most like diehard people really did it. And um, so that's kind of how I grew up doing jujitsu. Like I didn't really tell people I did jujitsu or, or anything. Um, so now it's, it's kind of cool to, that people understand it and it's, it's more accepted. Um, so I, I think it's a good thing, you know, it's, it's only going to make more people kind of want to try jujitsu or you know maybe want to watch like those pro pro fights or support other tournaments and stuff so i i'm just i'm, I'm amazed i'm amazed at how much jujitsu's grown and it's growing so i think it's only it's only gonna help help improve because it's one of those things in it it's when people first see it they start saying oh it's just two guys in pajamas cuddling and i you know it's difficult to to make them understand that you know, there's some amazing skills and defense and attacks happening there. But it, I can see why some people think it's just homoerotic, shall we say. Um, yes. I mean, it, it's completely changed my life. I mean, I was, um, I used to suffer really badly with my depression and stuff like that. And when I started, you know, I lost a ton of weight. I got flexible, but I met a heap of like, guys who were always wanting to better themselves like coach guys who were really enjoyable wanting to help you out you know that showed you where you were going wrong that there was no there were obviously there's a couple of people here and there who are a bit of douchebags but you got the majority of people who were there to help you improve because they were getting improved themselves and I think that's the thing is people look at it and say, oh, that's scary. You know, like guys getting thrown over your shoulder and choked out and stuff like that. But it, it's very primal. It kind of, I can't remember the last time I went into training and didn't come out and not remove all stresses, be happy and just look at and enjoy life and be in the moment because you tap into like a physical energy. Is that what you enjoy about it? Do you think, you know, why, how do you keep going you know, because you've achieved a lot, you've won championships, you know, you've got a great following on, you know, like, your social media, your coaching, you compete, like, against world champions and stuff. What keeps you motivated? You know, what gets you jumping out of bed in the morning and wanting to go and train two, three times a day? Uh, I think it's a few different things. Uh, one is just habit, you know. I think as you get older, you just get into a habit of training, um, it just, it's just part of my, just my life, like my lifestyle. Like I'm, I'm not going to, I don't feel 
uh, normal unless I'm at the gym a little bit training. And then there's the social aspect, you know, seeing my friends. I'm sure you, you get to see your friends and you're happy and you get to chat and talk and play around and stuff. Um, another aspect for me is just just progressing. Um, I think, you know, when you first start jujitsu, you your white belt and like that, just seeing your that you're getting better every time you train, like that's, it's kind of addictive. And uh, as you get, as you train longer, like you kind of, you kind of got to chase that a little bit harder. You have to train harder to see progress. Uh, so when I'm going to the gym, I'm always looking to get better in my positions or maybe tweak some things or maybe something's on my head, my mind and I want to kind of work it out or, or I, I'll see something at a tournament. I'll see some tournament footage. I'll flow grappling. And then I'm, then I'm like, Hey man, I need to try this. Um, I think, uh, I, I had really great instructors coming up, so they kind of helped instill like that kind of just mindset to, to jujitsu. It's, it's never ended. You, you have to keep, uh, staying sharp. You have to keep learning. In fact, I actually was taking a private lesson today. Uh, there was a guy named Matthew Tesla. He's a Danaher guy. He's in uh, Sweden here uh, for like a week. And so I just, you know, I wanted to learn some leg locks and had some other guys that were, they're going to do the uh, European trials, ADCC trials. Uh, so we just decided to do a private lesson with the Tesla, Matthew Tesla. So it's things like that, like, man, I'm still learning new stuff and trying to trying to work the techniques and I'm sitting there messing it up still like a white belt. So uh, it's, it's fun, you know, and I think uh, it's never going to end. It's going to keep it's always going to be like that. No, I love that. You know, you're making it you're keeping it fun. You're keeping it going. You're making it like you're keeping the excitement alive because like I've been doing it for over a year now and, you know, I barely touched the surface of what you can get from it and what you can develop and skills and that yeah. and it's such a deep ocean to swim in you know and it's and i think that's what a lot of people will struggle like they get the initial self-defense stuff and then it starts getting more and more complicated so what would you say to somebody who's started you know like say that at a white belt level what would what would be this thing that you say you would say to your average white belt to keep them on the the straight and narrow? You know, how would it be different to something you'd say to a blue belt or a purple belt? Is there something that you like a kind of tips that you you notice, or is there a reason people kind of drop out at those kind of stages? I mean, it just varies. You know, everybody's different and has different life circumstances. I think I just I tell people the same things I tell myself internally. Um, and, uh, you know, jujitsu is not easy. Um, and I can tell you, like, I, I deal with, like, a lot of beginners. Um, so we always just focus, instead of trying to, like, tackle jujitsu head on as, like, one major topic, we always just try to uh, help the, like, new people just learn um, a position. For instance, like, here at Valhalla Jiu-Jitsu, like, we do a lot of, like, spider guard so like a white belt, they come in, they're going to learn spider guard and we just, just keep reinforcing that position. Um, and I think that makes it a little bit easier because if you try to like do passing and submissions and sweeps and everything, like it's too much, but if you can kind of narrow your focus down and just get comfortable, find positions that you're comfortable and, uh, just kind of work from there and, um, 
and uh, I know you gotta, you know, people they want to work all this new stuff. They they look at Instagram. They want us. They want to do that technique they saw. Um, but like we kind of stay really on top of people to just learn, understand the system at the gym first, and then they can start experimenting and adding new things. Um, I think that's been the best approach that I've used for like helping new people. And then with blue belts and purple belts, it just reinforce like, hey, man, make sure you're sharp on your spider guard. OK, now start adding in some other guard positions. OK, now you can work your attacks and your submissions. Um, but don't don't tackle everything head on. That's, that's too much stuff. Because it's very similar to how we got taught. Um, like my coach, Professor Ricky Gillian, um, he's a black belt. And he, that's what he was saying was that if you're training with like some new white belts, trying to explain an over underpass or a knee slice pass to them, you know, like where to grab and where to move and uh, the steps to go through might be overcomplicating it. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't take it in. But if you just said to them, push the leg down and like push your leg on top of it, or, you know, you really break it down basics, people can get that because they can put it to their day-to-day life. But as you progress, you there's all these little things you can tweak and change and yeah. they make it more effective and, I think that's the thing is like not overcomplicating people when they first start. Yeah. So how how did you find that when you did your personal uh, training session? Did you, do you enjoy being a beginner? Do you enjoy making mistakes? Is that the the part of it that's fun for you to to learn something new, or does that annoy you even? Yeah, I, try, I always learn something new or find little details. Um, I think just for me, like I don't, I'm not afraid to look like a like an idiot or a fool. <laughs> Uh, so I think I, I was definitely messing up some things. We were working like these hill hook uh, variations, and uh, I think for me, like uh, I was messing up. But I, the Matthew Tesla was a really good instructor, so he would uh, he told us like all the steps, and I would sit there and repeat the steps. Okay, you know, trap the hill, pull it towards my chin. Like I was just repeating everything he said as uh, he was watching, and. Um, I mean, I don't like making mistakes. I hate look. I don't want to look like a fool. I, but I, I'm okay if I look like a, a fool. <laughs> uh, so that kind of pushes me to like, okay, I need to. I want to do better. Um, but I think you know, you always gotta. If you want to do jujitsu for a long time, man, you you just have to have that white belt mindset. That's the only way you can keep going. Because if you think you know everything, man, there's gonna be a new move that comes out the next year, and you don't. You're not gonna know anything about that. You're gonna. You're gonna have to learn, uh, just from the ground zero, pretty much. Well, I can remember when I first started. You know, I I was thirty, was thirty-four, thirty-five, and the some of the guys I was going into train with who were starting in the same beginners class were like twenty-three, twenty-four, all like built like brick shit houses. You know, six packs, a muscle, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh, for God's sake, the big heavy beast of a thing," you know. And, and I started trying to be like them, you know, and be the speedy guy. And, that. and then when I found pressure passing, it was like it opened up an entire different way. And, you know, I was tapping blue belts. I was holding my own against purple and even beat a brown belt at one point. And it was because I was learning how to use my body the correct mm-hmm. way, you know. Is that where a lot of these guys are going wrong when they first start, do you think? You know, is it that we are trying to be somebody else that we're not learning to use our bodies correctly and we're not developing our own style of jiu-jitsu you know is this 
you know what I mean? Is, is there a thing that you see in people when they first start to when they become maybe more successful down the ranks that you go, ah, that's why, because they've expressed themselves through their jiu-jitsu and how they, they act? I, can, I think for me, what I've seen is that the students that do the best, they're good at two things. One, they listen. And that that's like probably the most important skill set in jujitsu or anything. Just being able to listen and take feedback. Um, you'd be surprised how many people like I I try to help some people, even like my students, and they're like, "Oh, thank you." They're very like uh, are like uh, confrontational. Um, or you're you're trying to coach them at a tournament, and you're like, "Hey, man, try this," and they're you just. You see, like, man, they're not listening one bit, and then they, when they lose, they're upset. They're upset at you for because they blame you. <laughs> they blame the coach. It's an unusual approach, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So listening, I, I think, man, that's 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 like the number one thing. If someone's coachable and can take feedback, and then my second thing is if they u- utilize the technique. Um, that their instructor's showing or just, you know, whatever te- whatever they're doing, like they do it technically. Because, uh, I man, I see it so many times. A guy, like, they try a technique a second and they get frustrated and then they just kind of like, they do some crazy, they just do some crazy thing. They just thought up on the spot and then, uh, you know, you just can't coach, you can't help someone with that, con- ty- or that type of game. Uh, so it's just those two things have... Like I, I've seen it so many times, like the people that are coachable, like I, f- I feel like they get more help from instructors, number one. And uh, they just like, they're not going to, they're more efficient because they're, they're getting more feedback. They're giving feedback. And, uh, you know, if something's not working and I go, Hey man, that's not really working. They're not going to waste any more time on that versus like a guy that doesn't listen. They're going to play the same game. They're going to make the same mistakes. Um, so yeah, that's what I've seen. So how do you go about, like, maybe not at you, like, competing, but say you're going into role against training partners and things like that, but how do you look at somebody and plan out how what you're going to do? do you, are you like a counter-attacker? Do you wait for them to do their thing and then react to it? Or have you got a sort of game plan in your mind for each role, regardless of who you're going against? Or do you you know judge the who you're going against and think okay i'm gonna to have to do this that or this you know how, how do you plan this i mean because you seem to be very fluid and you mix it you know and you're very controlled and calm when i've watched videos of you competing so uh, what goes through your mind during a role you know how do you how do you prepare for who you're going to be up against um i i don't so like the approach here that we use uh, is that we you don't really, of course, you need to prepare for different opponents and stuff. You know, they're going to be more aggressive opponents. They're going to be more passive opponents. Uh, but what we really work on is the position. So if I, you, if you understand the position that someone puts you in, it's like that's that's where the battle is. So just knowing all the options from a certain position. For instance, if someone plays like a spider guard, I kind of know like how, what I need to do to kill the spider guard. Um, and what my opponent's options are. So um, I, I think everything kind of stems from that, from that understanding. Like, I, especially at Black Belt, you need to have a very wide understanding of certain positions and 
just like how they work and how to counter them. And uh, that's pretty much it. I just, you know, I have a game plan that I, I would like to use, but I'm always having to adjust. And uh, that's just something you develop from training with a lot of different people, you know, people better than yourself, people not as good, people on the same level. Um, so I, I, it's not, it's not, I don't so much change my game for the person. It's just the position. Yeah. I love that idea of actually learning the position. So it doesn't really matter how you get there. You know how to come out of it because I spent too long, you know, when I first started going against the person, you know, it was like you tied it to your masculinity. It was whoever won was the better guy. Whoever won was the guy that was more of a man than the other person. So, you know, like if somebody came on top and I didn't know how to get out of it, I would kind of like throw them off or I'd like, you know, I'd be pure strength and I would go home and after a session, I'd be really annoyed at myself. I got tapped out. You know, I might have like learned three new moves yeah. and did something I've never been able to do before. But in my head, because I got, you know, it was so difficult to switch that off. You know, and it's, I think that's where we really struggle. But how do you deal with the guy that comes in and thinks, you know, he knows it all, who goes in and he roughs up the guys that you're training with, you know, the, the guy that grinds his head into you as you train or rubs his forearm in your face as he's passing and you know the the kind of douchebag the 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 one who takes everything as like a hundred percent rather than just kind of enjoying it and helping the newbies and you know, how how would you deal with somebody like that um well yeah we don't have too many of those but uh so a lot of the training i do just from uh just for being smart, like just so I don't get injured or anything, I don't do as many regular rounds where I think you, you're going to see that kind of behavior more. Uh, so we'll, we'll sometimes, or I think the majority of my training is positional sparring. And so I'll, we'll do a position. So just to use that spider guard uh, example, say I, I'm on top. My goal is going to be the pass to spider guard and my, my opponent or my training partner, his goal is going to be to sweep from the spider guard. And so regardless if, if I pass or he sweeps me, we just reset. And so I feel like that takes a lot of the ego out of it. You're not really like, it's not like you, I'm passing and crushing him or he sweeps me and crushes me and, you know, puts me on knee and belly and stuff like that. So I think you can, you can change the training so that the ego is not really uh, that big of a factor. I think, and also, you know, just, just talking to people, you know, if someone's behaving kind of like a, like an asshole, like, Hey man, you gotta, you need to calm down. And, uh, I think it just not, not really tolerating that kind of that behavior because it really takes away from just the, the atmosphere and the environment that I like to have, like that learning and sharing environment, which is where the progress is going to happen. You're not going to progress if someone's just you know, uh, murdering you all the time because we've got a couple like that who you know it doesn't matter what they're doing they're going 100 percent in every role every time they're going against a, a new white belt they're throwing them around they're choking them out whereas you know like i'll start maybe with somebody and if i know that they've you know they're a two-tab white belt i'll sit there and go okay i'm not gonna 
do my usual attacks and I'll do I'll play my back more rather than be top pressure game. I'll you know I'll show them if they've maybe not don't know how to sweep or I'll give them a, a submission to try or I'll start in a bad position and I think that's the part of jiu-jitsu I love. It's the you know people stop and they say, "Oh no, you're not choking me right there." You know, pull your arm around here, or that's you know, and people are actually willing to kind of let themselves get up and get beaten and to help other people because it makes you a better person by helping other people you know how did you fight i mean you've got an amazing personality every time i've watched a video of yours you're you know you're laughing you're joking you seem so friendly and you seem to love life you know where does that come from is that from the martial arts or have you were you always like this because your outlook in life you know you just seem so happy with everything and it's lovely to see in your videos and how like encouraging you are with your students you know where does that come from is that your upbringing maybe um uh, maybe I, i'm sure my upbringing plays a large part um i actually was like kind of shy when i first started jujitsu so i was kind of like you know quiet and shy and um it took me a while to kind of like just come into my own. Um, but I think if, you know, if you're doing something that you love and that, that feels right in your heart, like uh, that's how jujitsu is for me. I think you, you can't help but be happy. And um, I, especially because I'm here in Sweden, the people are kind of like more antisocial. So that, that forces me to be like more outgoing. And uh, I think it just, it just makes me more relatable, especially for new students, I think. You don't really at some schools like there's a big divide between like the the new students and like the higher belts like they almost don't interact that often. Kind yeah, of. um, it's it's weird, isn't it? It's when it's almost like sometimes people forget that they were beginners themselves. You know, like you forget that it's yeah. like I, I usually try and make an effort when I come on if I see somebody new and I'll say, "Oh, how are you getting on?" You know, and I'll try like I know what it was like when you're sitting there shitting bricks basically you know because you see these guys doing amazing stuff and throwing yeah. each other around and you're like oh what have i let myself in for they're all looking scary and stuff like you're like oh my god these are killers oh yeah it's like when you see stuff and I, like when i first started in the white belt class i was like yeah I'm, I'm i'm throwing people around i'm doing this i'm doing that no bother at all and i was beating blue belts then we went into like the what we call gb2 which is like the sort of advanced fundamentals and submissions were allowed and then i realized how much people have been taking it easy on us and i think i got guillotined in my first takedown attempt and i thought (laughs) yep that's uh that's where to keep the ego (laughs) you know and you're like all right yeah it's that moment of just like oh oh there's another side to this and you realize like how good a help these guys were and you know i've made some amazing friends from it and how how do you think jiu-jitsu's changed you you know like have you found that your you know your travels your competing has it kind of changed you as a person or do you think you'd always been the kind of guy you are now regardless i i think just the people i've met and just the just the trials i've gone through has definitely like helped develop me because i started a little bit younger like 15 or something so uh I think uh, it just it's it's kind of hard to separate myself from jujitsu at this point. I've just done it so long; it's really been like a lifestyle for me. So 
I don't I don't think I would be the same person if I hadn't trained jujitsu or met the people that I've met through jujitsu. So I, I believe it's made me a better person, a more calm, just more considerate person, um, more fun person, I, I hope. Uh, but it's definitely it's definitely developed me. And that's something I, I always think about my instructor. He uh, always preached that uh, jujitsu is like, you know, it's a way to develop yourself, to make yourself better. And I think, I think, I mean, there's some bad apples out there. We got just no lie. There's some bad jujitsu people out there, but uh, I, I like, would like to feel or like this hope that most jujitsu pe- uh, practitioners are pretty good people. You know, they just love, they love training and uh, you know, they don't want to hurt anybody and they, they just, you know, they just, they love being on the mats. So um so I hope you're enjoying this interview as much as I did recording it. I just want to take a quick break here to remind you about my affiliate deals, special offers, and listener exclusives that are available. If you go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates or click on affiliate deals in the ribbon at the top of the page, you'll go to a special page where I outline the special deals I've made with some awesome companies. There are so many special offers, listener exclusives, and discount codes available here, and I'm constantly updating it. Now, there's something here for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're getting a deal for yourself, or if you're getting a deal or a special offer, a present for Christmas or another holiday, or if you're getting it for somebody special in your life. There's something really here for everybody. You can go on and get deals on things like Blinkist, Bodybuilding.com, MyProtein, Onnit.com, The Gains Box. If you want to go a bit more triple X, there's like geeky sex toys. There's also um, some other things that you shouldn't really discuss at work, shall we say. Then you can get other things which include MyProtein. Um, there's real social dynamics materials there. There's tactics, the fantasy box. There's the protein works. There's Under Armour. There's pretty much something there for everybody. So go to www.nextlevelguy.com for slash affiliate, or if you're already on the site, click affiliate deals in the banner at the top. These are always getting updated, and there really is a deal and a special offer for everybody. Also, make sure you subscribe to the social media, because that's where I post a lot of it too. Now, let's get back to the interview with Alec. So where, how do you enjoy the transition then between coaching and competing and you know, just being your plain self, you know, how, how do you find that between, you know, you're maybe got competition coming up, but then you've got to teach a class of some new guys and there's maybe like this guy spazzing out and throwing people around, you know, every gym's got a couple of them, but how how do you find that transition between coming in and having to focus on an upcoming competition to coaching the new guys, to coaching the advanced guys, have you enjoyed that? Has it developed you, you know, your understanding of things, of life? And, you know, has it, do you think it's made you a better person from that side of thing? And have you found anything that you've really struggled between the two, you know, coach and competitor? I think uh, coaching has definitely made me more patient person. Uh, and just, uh, I mean, it's, it's not easy. Like, I just want to let people know that coaching is not easy. There's always going to be people that are, you know, quit jujitsu or, you know, they're just not going to like your style of coaching. Um, I think uh, you, you just have to realize if you're the coach, you kind of set the, set the example for what, like what environment that you want and the training that you want. Um, so my classes, I teach a lot of Nogi classes. I have a very good 
core group of guys that like to compete. So that helps me with my own training. Uh, it's like today I did the private lesson with some of my students. Uh, so that, that was very beneficial for us. Um, but I, it, it's hard. It's a hard balance, uh, coaching and competing. Uh, I don't, I don't take that very lightly. I think that, uh, I think to a certain degree, you might, you might need to separate that. So, uh, for instance, if I'm in Sweden and the guys are competing, I, I probably will prioritize their training over like mine, uh, for, you know, maybe just for the tournament or like, I won't, I, I won't try to compete as much when they're competing so I can put more attention on them. Um, but say I have like a major tournament like ADCC or something, I, I'm, I will take time off my personal time to focus on my, my own training. Um, so I, I even now I'm here coaching in Sweden. So I make sure that there there's times where, of course, I have to cover my class, but I also have times where I'm a, I can just train or drill or something. So I'm not always in that coaching role. So uh, you got to balance that out. So if I was to say you had like a schedule um, on your computer or whatever, and this was for you to, you know, say you had a competition coming up, how do you change? You know, like, do you, are you always like two training sessions a day and you're going to hit the gym, you know, or do you look at like your current game plan and analyze it and think, okay, I need to work on the x area of my of my jiu-jitsu or do you work on building your game plan you know how do you plan and train for competitions do you have a kind of standard approach compared to teaching you know because you you seem to do phenomenal against guys of all different shapes and sizes so and i mean i I liked your site, but I, I can't get into the short guard um short short guy guard because i'm six foot three but yeah, it drove me crazy when I seen that. I was like, "Come on, but, you know, where's the big guy, love? You know, where that maybe didn't come out quite right." But <laughs> we'll do, we'll do the tall guy guard next. So, but you know, how do you go about it? Like, you know, if I if I was to watch you train for this, because. I'm now at the level where I want to start really pushing this and getting in because I used to never bother with the Berlin Boas, the lapel guard and stuff like that, but I'm wanting to get into all that kind of stuff now. So how, how do you go about developing your game? How do you keep evolving and being that guy that people are really excited to watch? Uh, that's a difficult question. Um, I think you should... I'm always looking outside of myself. You know, I'm watching like the tournaments and seeing what what are the new the young guys using. What do I need to look out for? I'm watching like the leg lock guys. I'm on Instagram stalking those all those guys. Like, oh, what are they doing? Oh, what's this new leg lock here? Uh, so I'm always kind of looking outside of myself. Um, I I think also just watching yourself compete or train that's a very good tool. You can see like, oh man, I'm, I'm, oh, I look really good. Or you're like, oh man, I need to work on my conditioning or, you know, oh man, I messed up on that. So, um, I think just getting a lot of feedback, you know, talking to your training partners, um, you know, maybe they're doing something really, really well on you. Like they keep hitting you with something. Uh, so my training, I just, it's kind of, it's kind of, again, it's like a lot of experimentation, um, so for instance, 
ADCC 2019. I've been I mixed it up a little bit. I added uh, some Muay Thai kickboxing to my training. So I've been doing that twice a week and uh, it's been really helped my conditioning and my footwork and just my my uh, timing with like uh, just pushing myself because I, I've, I have seen myself on videos where I kind of get a little kind of too complacent. So the striking has helped me with that. Um, just I've just been trying a lot of different new things. Uh, I also I keep training with the gi on. I think that helps me, too, because there's. There's so many things in the gi you can play with, like the different lapel guards. So, um, uh, so I right now I haven't really. I've been experimenting a lot, and then before the tournament, I, I'll probably kind of just really dial in everything I, I've been, uh, I've worked on. So, um, I, uh, I, I think I just uh, I'm always looking to keep improving you know even today i was doing that private lesson i was learning like how to do hill hooks and uh, i'm i'm i don't know if i'm gonna use the hill hook at all in the tournament but it's it's really it was really cool just to understand what the you know leg lock specialists are looking for and just their approach to like jujitsu is very interesting um but yeah i don't i don't do anything crazy man i train a lot i train my position my positional sparring <laughs> I work on my conditioning. I do strength and conditioning. Um, I think uh, I'm at a point now where it's like more is less. So I don't really need to train like three times a day. It's more about like not getting injured and just um, whenever I'm going into training, I'm just thinking about pro progressing. So not it's not about really the time, how much time I'm, I'm spending at the gym, but like, oh man, did I feel like I accomplished something today? Did I... Did I improve my understanding of a position that I was able to do something a little bit better than I did yesterday? Um, no, I, I like the idea that, you know, that you do a lot of like cross training. Like, how have you found that kind of, has it, is that something that you would do a lot of, you know, try a different martial art or a different sport? Did it open up a new way of looking at things? You know, like kind of understanding, because I've done a bit of judo training as well, and it kind of, I looked at it thought, because you know how they say, like, jiu-jitsu is a chess match, and, you know, it's like a physical chess match where you're having to use your brain to outthink somebody three steps ahead. How do you find doing that, like, with the Muay Thai did it, open up a new way of thinking did it kind of make another development and evolution of certain skills or did it just like you were saying give it give you a bit more kind of push and kind of conditioning and make you a bit harder to kind of like when you were struggling mm -hmm. i think uh man just like i remember when i started jujitsu like cross training was really big Cause I, you know, I was doing Taekwondo, did Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I, I, I don't know. Some that's at a certain point, like everyone just started just doing Jiu-Jitsu. Cause I guess the the first guys doing Jiu-Jitsu must have been doing other martial arts, just because there was, or more likely to do other martial arts, just because you know there wasn't a lot of, lot of Jiu-Jitsu like there is now. So, I, I just feel like there was more cross training back in the day. Cause that's the thing into it is nowadays it's people are very sort of like in little cliques. You know, you see the guys who are, oh, jujitsu is the best thing ever. And then the guys who say MMA is the best thing. Well, that's kind yeah. kind of awkward because it's more a mix of everything, I suppose. But then you get guys who are karate guys only or judo guys only. And it's, 
I just think it's it's all the same kind of idea. You're just learning how to use your body in a, a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was like when I first started, I couldn't lift my I couldn't shrimp properly because my hips were so tight from like all the deadlifts and the squats when I used to power lift for so long. And mm-hmm. now I can actually figure out how to use my body, how to move, how to keep it all as one kind of unit. But I can't remember waking up and not having a niggly, you know, a pain in the elbow or, <laughs> or a, I've had more black eyes and I know what to do with like, but it just, it, it opens up something, doesn't it? It's like you, you find out part of who you are, like deep down when you roll, it makes you, you know, you, it's very primal. It's very kind of, it's very enjoyable to kind of go up against somebody and, you know, it's not, you're like suddenly you're in society you were taught you know don't be physical with people don't invade people's personal spaces be polite be respectful and then suddenly you've got somebody sitting on top of you try to choke you out pulling your lapel around you and you know and after it it's like kill that person over there go get him choke him out it's so weird isn't it it's like that kind of thing of what what do you mean sit on there and like really get like hurt him you know I love, you know, you know what I mean? And I find, I find that strange, and I still to the day find it strange that sometimes when I roll, if I'm maybe my head's out of the game and I come in mm-hmm. and somebody launches themselves at me and it takes me maybe a roll to kind of get into the mode of that person's going to come at me. You know, I can't be just nice about it. And I sometimes still struggle with getting in and being dominant or trying to hurt that yeah. like well trying to beat that person so how how do you like say if somebody's listening to this and thinking i really want to give jiu-jitsu a try how do they be a good student you know what would you what advice do you give to somebody new starting is it just learn the concepts rather than particular moves do you would you want them to come in and just be the empty vessel not let not think they know anything and just come in try exactly as you tell them or do you want to see them being like trying different things or asking you questions what what in your opinion makes a great jiu-jitsu student i i think it's the same thing that makes someone a great competitor it's just you know being able to take that feedback and uh i mean you know if you're if you if you can take feedback hopefully you can give feedback too so asking questions is really great way to learn especially if you don't understand you know you see a lot of instructor or in the class the instructor will go hey any questions and no one says anything uh but like if you have questions it's just like man you know i mean don't ask like the stupid a super stupid question which i there are some super some stupid questions out there but uh you know most times whatever question you have is probably another a question other people are going to have too um so just yeah open have an open mind that's what i do like even if i kind of know something i'll just kind of you know say like a lower belt wants to show me something sometimes i had that happens to me a lot of times lower belts wants to help me with something or they they're really excited about something so i'll go hey man can you show me uh so just have an open mind try to learn and uh listen try the technique even if you even if and even if you suck at it like try the technique because you know it's not it all all techniques aren't the same they're not always going to come to you very easily like the shrimp for you uh it's just something you you got to put a little bit more time and effort into and then 
you know, when you get it, like you're going to, it's going to stick. Um, so don't like beat yourself up trying to like learn techniques or if you're not where you want to be, it's okay. You know, there's so many resources now, you know, you have YouTube, you have private lessons, you have all these online instructionals, you have flow grappling. Uh, so, I mean, there's just, there's no reason not to be good, good at jujitsu. It's, it's, if something's going to hold you back in jujitsu is probably going to be yourself. More than I mean, I, when I look at who I am now compared to when I first started, it's like they're completely different people. You know, I can actually move, I can flow, I can, the stuff, the flexibility, the movement is, is amazing. But to try explain to somebody new, why somebody who's been doing it who knows about the leverage point who knows about to get the hooks and how to use the spin to get like into the arm bar or where the pressure point you know and Mm -hmm. like that's why i think a lot of guys struggle is you come in and the little girl beats the really big strong guy because she knows how to (laughs) set up the arm bar correctly she knows where they're going wrong or you know and it's it takes a while for you to kind of go oh but then to ask for advice and take it from there. So what would you want to see in, say, six months with a, a new white belt? You know, would you just want them to just come in and train? Would you want them to be doing yoga and stuff like that? Would you just want them to keep it fun? You know, what would what would challenges would you set to guys listening who are wanting to give jiu-jitsu a try? I think, you know, uh, if you're going to train, just go with the purpose and uh, I think that's the only way you're going to see improvement in your, your jiu-jitsu game. Like, you should have an idea, maybe not your first day, but, you know, maybe the f- the first few weeks you should have an idea of what you need to work on or your instructor should kind of steer you towards what you need to work on. And so I mentioned it mentioned it earlier, but we kind of just, if a new white belt's coming in, like, we go, hey, man, you're going to learn the spider guard. And... I'm thinking I'm thinking in terms of six months to a year or longer, like, hey, keep working that spider guard and we'll we'll add details off of there. Um I know, you know, other schools have different approaches, but we we just put them in spider guard, man, and we go, Okay, here's this here's the spider guard, here's the basics, okay, work these techniques, okay, now you you're gonna positional spar. And so my goal is that, you know, after six months, like they're good at spider guard. They might not be good at passing or anything else, but they have a, a fundamental understanding of the spider guard um, just from being in that position so long. Um, I think, you know, just once you feel comfortable in a position, you can, you can uh, you use that position, that confidence to kind of pursue other positions and stuff like that. Uh, but you need to start somewhere, you know, maybe your school is really big on closed guard or, or, you know, whatever guard or pass or whatever, like really just dive deep into something and understanding the position and all the options you have. And then, okay, once you feel a little bit comfortable in that position, okay, now you can move on to something else. Because it's quite, um, it's it's weird, isn't it, though, when first. you when you first start, you know, you kind of learn the basic concepts and you think, okay, and then somebody shows you something and it open, it's like they put a light on another bit of the mind map and you see how that links into something else and it's like does your training partner have his knee down does his does he have his arm down and then it can go off to another way and then it opens up to another kind of you know it's like the flow chart kind of and you can 
it's like the oh, what do you call it like the metro underground kind of the maps as they open up more and more yeah. and it's amazing how deep this goes but you know something i was really impressed by your videos and stuff like that i mean you you give amazing content over and over again but how do you like to relax away from this you know you mentioned they're going off and seeing friends and stuff like that but what would i what would i find you doing away from training like how do you shut off from it and give yourself a break and just be you know regular alec i uh <laughs> man i just don't take any breaks <laughs> I just keep going. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I, I have time where I'm not training and stuff. You know, I like going to the gym. I think that's a pretty interesting hobby of mine. Um, I, I just find time where I'm doing other stuff. So for me, like making videos, is, it's fun. It's not just like uh, it's, it's good for, for promoting myself. Uh, but I really enjoy that. I've also done a few blogs. Uh, and uh, just, you know, talking with people about jujitsu, um, I, I just stay busy. I think I just don't let myself really, I don't really get bored. I just, you know, I just keep, keep it moving, keep doing something. I just keep myself like just active mentally. I think that's something a lot of jujitsu guys, I see it even online. Like I see all these guys, they have like humongous followings, like but they never uh, post anything. It's strange, isn't it? It's like um, some people who are like world famous competitors, you don't know anything about them. And you think, oh, that's because they're always training. And then you see guys who, yeah. like yourself, who are always winning. And then you think, then you see that you coach and you train, you do blogs, you do videos. You, you know, and I'm like, well, which is it? Like, you know, is it, which way is it better to be? And, like I've I've developed myself so much as a person by yeah. doing this podcast, and I love speaking to experts like yourself that kind of open up a new avenue and really make me excited about jujitsu, for example, or business or whatever it is. And I love the fact how much value that you guys give, and it's amazing to see. And you know, you help so many people, and I think you should be super proud of your channel. But what do you want to be from this? You know. Is this always going to be a bit of fun to you and you're competing, or would you like to make this into like a big business? What would you like the evolution of your brand and jiu-jitsu to be? Um, I haven't really thought that far f in the future. My approach now is just I'm just documenting pretty much just my life uh, at this stage in my career. Um, I think for me and also my friend John Thomas, like we were kind of like, when we were like winning a lot of like tournaments and stuff as lower belts, like there was no like flow grappling or Instagram or YouTube wasn't really big. Uh, so for a lot of us or for, for us, especially just like keeping value is um, we're kind of playing catch up on our side. Um, but that's for me, I, I just want to keep bringing value and you know, you never know. I was thinking about this uh, the other day, like you never know what you, you say or do that's going to really, stick with someone and it might help them get through like depression or a tough divorce or just like you never know what what you say or do is gonna like ha have an effect on someone and uh, i just i just want to keep putting out positive energy and you know keep traveling keep doing jujitsu and uh, just keep spreading it as much as i can um 
I don't really care if I never have like a big following or anything. It's just I enjoy doing doing what I do. I enjoy like making those cool videos and just putting out good, great content. And hopefully, I just, I can just help someone. Uh, like someone helped me. You know, so many people helped me in my journey, and they continue to help me. So whatever little bit I can do, you know, so when I'm old, I can look back and be like, man, I was I was crazy back then. I don't know how I did that stuff, but you know. <laughs> well you're definitely helping people it's like every time i come on even if it was just me i come on and i look at your channel and i think has he been watching me train because that that has just fixed something that's a problem you know and it's there's that's the beauty of your channel you come on and you look at stuff that most people don't want to talk about you know it's like why are you messing up in this position or how to fix this or how to avoid getting swept when you're passing you know a lot of guys look at it all the the cool stuff the you know how to put on the, like the kimura from here and you're like but how did you get there how did you like i'm getting caught before i even get that far and I, you fix so many of my like my problems like this well some of us see silly problems but maybe stops people progressing you know they think oh well i can't i just can't seem to get past there and eventually they drop out you know and I, I, that's what i like about your stuff it's you're so relatable and you make it enjoyable and it's great to see somebody at your level kind of just be open and experiment and be open you know to discussions and listening to people like lower down because there are unfortunately a lot of people with too big egos and i mean i've still struggled with mine i still struggled not to tie up who i am as a person in each role you know and i've come away on a friday night and been still pissed off on a sunday about how i performed and how stupid that is you know because you can't change it but in your head sometimes it's as guys we like to think oh well you know this is this could be the matter of like bragging rights and stuff like it doesn't matter if you come away as a better person you know and i think that's what you're helping people become so you should be really proud of what you're doing and is that what you think makes a good man you know like if you had to kind of sum up what you wanted from life that you helped other people I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I would like my legacy to be like when I'm old. I would like people to remember me fondly, you know, I, w- I don't want them to be like, oh, I was an asshole. He, you know, he never helped me or anything. Um, and I, I just think, you know, uh, just the way I've lived my life is a reflection of like my family and my instructors and my students. Because um, you, you're never, you know, one man is, is never an island. One man is not an island. Uh, just so many people have helped me get to this point. Like I, I, I can do all this shit by myself. <laughs> uh, so I, I think, I think jujitsu is a great tool that a lot of people can use to develop themselves. And um, I don't know if um, you never know if you're a great man or not till, until it's all over and done. But uh, I hope people get some uh, benefit from me because there's a old i'm trying was it ed milet i think i've mentioned this before where he said you know like he's a christian and he says uh he wants to go up and god takes him to one side and says here's the guy that you could have been and he wants the guy that he meets you know he's had all the experiences that he could have potentially had he's done everything that he wished mm-hmm. he had done he wants to meet that guy and the guy say yeah we're twins and i think I really like that idea. I mean, I'm not religious, but I like the idea of it looking at it and going, you know, could we, like what you could have been to who you actually are at that point and thinking, yeah, 
I gave it a good shot. Yeah. So how would you, if you had to sum up your life in a movie or a song title, what would you pick? Uh, this There's a song by Drake I was really listening to. I remember this girl broke up with me and I was like kind of down. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of down. And it, the song's like, uh, can't have everything. So I think, uh, you know, you just can't have everything and just, you know, just focus on what you're good at. That's what I've done. I've focused on what I was good at. And, um, you know, things things that don't work out, like you just can't, don't hold on to them. I haven't held on to them. And I I just keep pushing, man. I keep pushing. I don't, like I've, I've far surpassed like the skills that I, when I first started, I remember I was thinking, oh, I just want to be really good at jiu-jitsu. Like I'm, I far surpassed like my wildest dreams. So I'm just living every day, just, you know. Just seeing what I can do, man, and just trying to push myself. Well, one of my favorite questions to ask is, you've got a dinner party organized. You're at the head of the table. You've got five empty seats. You can have people who are real or fake, alive or dead, but this is your dream dinner party. You know, it can be relatives. It can be like Genghis Khan. It can be whoever and anybody. Yeah, Who do you want to invite to your ideal dinner party? Uh, first one because I was watching this documentary. Got to bring Michael Jackson back. <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> so I can ask him if he really did that shit. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's one down. I don't know. I probably I would like to talk to like Musashi or someone. That would be kind of cool. Just because he's like the father of martial arts and like mindset and philosophy. Just to pick his brain and see like. Just to clarify stuff, because I read his book and I was still like, man, what what was he saying? Like, um, I don't know, so many people. I'm sure some relatives that I had that I miss. Um, like Helio, bring Helio back. <laughs> <laughs> bring Helio back. Uh, so it's about three or four. Uh, two more. Um. You said it could be fake, right? Fake yeah, it could be like TV characters. It can be anything. Oh, man. This is really I've hard. I've had somebody that came out with, was it Jesus, George uh, George Jesus. Lincoln, and then it was like Genghis Khan or something like that. And I was like, that is a weird one. Like, you know, and it's, I don't know, it, it's meant to showcase like what you, th- like who you are as a person, your influences and stuff like that. But I don't think I could answer it. I've got so many different ways I could go down and, you know, it, it's kind of interesting because like you can see the, the martial arts focus that you have, you know, but I mean, was there a TV character or a film character maybe when you were younger that really kind of inspired you or that you wanted to be like? Yeah. I'd probably say Bruce Lee. I'll bring Bruce Lee back. Yeah. You're, uh, you're bringing them back. You're like the resurrection stone in Harry Potter. (laughs) Bring you back. You're coming back. Um, because that's why I loved your videos. You know, when I looked at like you had all of like the anime characters and you had all the kind of cool titles, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring Goku. Goku, I'll be have all the martial artists in my. I like it. I like it. But then they will want to fight. They will all be fighting. fighting. (laughs) Well, it's when I look at some of your videos and I'm like, yeah, Uh, you know, it's 
because you were saying that, like, oh, you like being a bit of a nerd, and I was like, yeah, this is my kind of thing. Like, I like all that kind of cool stuff, and it's <laughs> it's like I used to watch films, and I would be watching and going, imagine imagining myself in them, and how I would have done it differently, or how would I have been in that scene, and you know, because I maybe mm-hmm. didn't have the greatest. I I grew up in a small fishing village, and we didn't have the best role models. You know, we didn't have the like martial arts and stuff like that, so we kind of had to find our own way as men and you kind of look at stuff and go, oh, like, you know, there's a TV character like Jack Bauer, James Bond, and they yeah. teach you how to be men. And I think that's the beauty of media, but with YouTube and coaches like yourself, you're kind of showcasing guys how to be proper guys, how to be good guys and, you know, like take your talents and be the best you can be, but be nice guys about it and stuff, you know? Um, so I know we're well over the our time limit, so I can't thank you enough for doing this. But I mean, if you wanted to say one thing that you wanted people to remember from this, what would it be? You know, what would you want people to remember from it? From the podcast? Because I've got um, to have you on again and cover like 60,000 other concepts and questions. But, you know, I just wanted this to be like a showcase to get my audience to know who you are and follow your brand because you are an awesome coach. What would you want people listening to take from this? I think uh, just follow your passions. Um, and um, I think you just live your life, you know. Don't don't really worry about anyone else. And uh, just find what makes you happy. And then that's – I don't want to say you're going to make money from it. Like I don't make a lot of money from jiu-jitsu. But, like, I, I, man, I don't regret anything. I'm kind of like semi – <laughs> retirement <laughs> pretty much uh but man i like you know i wake up and man i enjoy every day and i'm i'm happy it doesn't matter if it's monday or sunday i'm happy to you know just you know do what i'm doing and i i don't really have any regrets so uh i think you should pursue a life that kind of gets you closer to that lifestyle as much as possible um don't don't just waste your life working for other people and not taking care of yourself um so that's what i would like people to take from from this podcast yeah and it's you know there's that kind of thing of like stop living for the weekend build a life that you enjoy throughout it and i think that you mentioned there you know you don't care if it's a monday or sunday you're yeah. you're enjoying life and i think that's i don't know what day it is i just kind of get up oh i gotta teach okay <laughs> I, I love that attitude you've got you know it's that kind of you just you're in the moment you're enjoying life so my second last question is one of my favorites it's what's an unusual fact about yourself that you know maybe people don't know about you um i think it was your nickname because the oh, way you, the way you hurt you wore your trousers your gi pants a bit lower than usual but is there something that really surprises people when they learn about you um i think more here uh, is that I study math. Um, like I went to college and stuff, um, which I, I guess jujitsu guys aren't doing anymore. They just I, they just go full time into jujitsu from high school or before high school. Um, I don't know. I guess that's it. Like I was, used to be a nerd, still am. I guess. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> So what kind of things would you nerd out about? You know, like what's the, if I was to cut, like, you know, look at your DVD collection or your computer games or like, you know, I don't know, stuffed toys or whatever, you know, what kind of things do you nerd out about? 
Um, I mean, it's kind of more accepted now, but like anime, manga, uh, stuff like that, you know, like, like Marvel movies and stuff like that. Um, what's your take on the, like the latest kind of, you know, like thought the Thor movies and stuff like that, you know, if you had to be one of them, who would you pick? Captain America, man, all day. I <laughs> I had to be Captain America. He's so like he's such a like clean cut like all American like. If, I mean, you know, some of the guys I fight in tournaments, they're kind of like Captain America. They I don't know what they're on, man. They, <laughs> I love that. As you know, when you see the likes of um, like Thor when he comes down after he's lost his eye. Like I, I kind of dipped in and out of them, but and then he's just like wanting to batter Thanos, and you know I love that scene where he kind of comes in and he's just ready to start. Yeah, he's like, "Where's Thanos?" Uh, it's that kind of I get. I'm not really kind of followed sort of anime and stuff like that, but there's I'm kind of getting into it a bit more, and I noticed that there's a lot more shops and stuff opening up now, and it's you know like pop figures and all these kind of things, and it, it it's become a lot more mainstream. Like, cause I, yeah. like in my sitting room, I've got pictures of James Bond, Wolverine, um, Spartacus, you know, like other kind of guys and characters inspire me. And, you know, and I, I love that kind of stuff. Like I went and did a seminar with DDP, you know, Diamond Dallas Page when he does it's oh, yoga. Yeah, yeah. Awesome guy. I've interviewed him a couple of times. Uh, one that he's a, he's based out of Atlanta. I used to drive by his, his studio all the have time. Have you ever given it a try? It's all, absolutely awesome. I need to I'm going back to Atlanta next week, so maybe I, I, I'm going to have free time. He's like, it's one of those kind of things that you do that could be life-changing as well. Like, it really kind of helped me get back into shape, and he's such an inspiring guy. Mad, like, but he's inspiring, you know? Um, I love that video where the guy, like, couldn't even walk, and then he did the DDP yoga, and then, man, that's amazing. There's the one about the rehabilitation of Jake the Snake Roberts, and what he did with him and like the guy uh, Razor Ramon like Scott Hall is phenomenal mm-hmm. and you see like how jiu-jitsu can do for some people yoga did for them you know and the concepts behind it and trying to just to get them to give them a passion back or give them a focus in life and how amazing it is yeah. it is it's a you really should check out and if you get a chance go and do it because yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be in that area, so I'll definitely try. He makes um, yoga cool again. He gives it makes a masculine version of it. You know, you do like hulking up and like touchdowns and all this kind of stuff. It's it's cool to do. You know, it's not the spiritual side of it. Mm-hmm. It's the wrestling mixed with yoga. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, I c- really cannot thank you enough for doing this. There's so much I still want to cover, so we've got to get you back home, but. If yeah, yeah, yeah. if um somebody's listening, they want to find out more, find out about what you're doing, you know, keep in touch with you and social media and all that kind of stuff. How would they go about doing it? I'm super easy to follow, guys. Just follow me at Alec Balding, not Baldwin like the actor Balding, <laughs> like you losing your hair. You can follow me on pretty much anything: IG, YouTube, Facebook. And uh, if you follow my Instagram, I'm trying to post a little bit more of my training um, so you guys can get more of an insider look on what I'm doing and just like my thought process. So I think that's kind of cool. A lot of athletes don't do that. So I'm just trying to, you know, keep experimenting and see see what works. 
Well, everything will be in the show notes. I really cannot thank you enough. I've got to get you back on, and uh, you just yeah. just keep doing what you're doing. And you've made a major fan of me, and I can't wish you anything but success for the future. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much. No. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.